Welcome to 52 Weeks in the Word. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell, and I'm so glad to have with me Bible teacher Elizabeth Woodson. I have never met anyone who said my favorite book in the Bible is Leviticus. I think I have one text memorized, and of course, it's about loving your neighbor. <laughs> the book of Leviticus, it, it goes deep into detail about um, the divine human relationship put in place, uh, Mount Sinai. It uh, Leviticus assumes that Israel is sinful and impure, and it describes how to deal with sin and impurity so that the Holy Lord can dwell among his people. But it is really difficult for people to read and get through. I would long for people to. Um, I know we've all struggled. And so I want Elizabeth to inspire us to read a Leviticus. So here's my question. How do we read it? And how do we read the law in general? And how do we apply it? Elizabeth, can you help us? Yeah. How do you fall in love with Leviticus? Super easy question, Trillia. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what? Uh, here's what I'd like to tell people whenever you're reading through any book of the Bible that's difficult. And I think it applies to Leviticus too. And to ask yourself one question, what does this tell me about God? And so as you read, uh, I think people become overwhelmed by this, all the detail they become overwhelmed by all the detail about offering and sacrifice and the specifics. And they're like, and this just feels like a lot. And what we see in Leviticus is God setting out instructions for what it meant to worship him. And so we see this high bar that's set for what it means to be in relationship with God, to come near to God, this idea of purification and, and cleanness we see. Um, and really that should point us to God's holiness. That God's really holy. And it, it's weighty. Like, it's not a light, oh, you know, this is kind of a cool thing. No, this was a significant thing that took time and dedication for them. These habits that they had to um, exercise on a regular basis just to worship God. And so as you read through one, I think that should come up to the front of the page. It's just, we should just be in awe and feel the weightiness of God's holiness. Like God's holy. And what it required to be in contact with him and relationship with him was significant um, because he is significant. And that, that even the word, that word to me is not enough to describe God's weightiness. So probably the first step is just to have the discipline to read through scripture. All scripture is beneficial for us uh, that we sometimes would move away from. You don't always need to feel that emotional burst. If you're reading and you're like, I'm not getting excited. That's still okay. The Holy Spirit's still doing a work. And what do you see about God? And in Leviticus, the overwhelming thing we see is that God is holy. Yes, 100%. There's a lot of things that you said that <clears throat> I want to think through. But one of them is, um, I love, you said, what does this tell me about God? One of the things that I suggested to another friend who was struggling through Leviticus was to write down either um, unique, something new or unique or different or something that they were thankful they didn't have to do. <laughs> Just, you know, like, thank you, Lord. Um, thank you, Jesus. So you, you can write out different things. I, I, I do think that can help, um, you to be an active rather than a passive reader. <clears throat> and frankly, it'll help you get through it. And I, I, and I don't mean that in a way to say that we just, need to get through just to move on. But it I do think actively reading helps engage the mind heart and helps you get through it. And so 
I don't know if there are other tips that are really practical that you would have when you're thinking of reading through any book, but Leviticus particularly. You know, I think marking the things that stand out to you uh, from probably, I would say marking and annotating the text is, and annotating is another big word for marking, uh, to point out all the times you see all the types of offerings you see. So you will see things repeated um, and that you create categories. So every time you see an offering, you just have a little column and you write down, okay, what's a different offering? Um, or anytime you see uh, how is Israel supposed to relate to one another, uh, you kind of write that down and you create these categories so you can see broadly, oh, okay, they, this is what God was calling them to do. That sometimes just helps us comprehend when we can uh, organize the information that is easier for us to see. And so again, that just helps us be active. It helps us be paying attention as we're reading because honestly, you can just get lost and all the detail and skim through it. Uh, and maybe Leviticus is a book that you try to go slowly through uh, so that you are not over. Again, detail can be difficult and that just read through it slowly, mark the things that you see repeated in categories. And then one other question I, I have folks answer, Trillia, is what is what do you see about God and how can I respond to that? And so this thinking through, if God is holy, what does that mean for me as his child? And how do I need to respond in living in holiness? Amen. Well, we have talked about Leviticus and in our next couple of minutes, let's talk about the law in general, because the law kind of gets a bad rap in today's Christian. <laughs> We're like, the law, it, it's bad. Um, but I, I've always thought of it as a kindness to... Of, for, for God to give people, his people, the law so that they know, um, I, I find it to be a kindness. So I'm curious, how do you view the law? How should we view the law? And do you see benefits of the law? I see the law, I think of it as the light that leads us home. Uh, because sin makes it difficult for us to be who we were designed to be. Like outside of Christ, we're just going to choose ourselves. We're going to, um, there is this Latin phrase that, that in Elizabeth translation means that we're like curved in on ourselves. <laughs> and so like we see it all over our world, our communities, what happens when people say, I'm going to do me how, no matter how it hurts you, how it affects you, how it impacts you. And so what the law does and we see again with Israel, and I think this is why studying our Bible matters, getting help to understand things that are in a different time period matters. So don't go through the Old Testament just without any additional resources. You're, read your Bible, but learn from the people who have spent time in the depths of what this means to help you along the way. And so what we see is, I like to use these two categories uh, because they're what we see break down in the garden after sin enters in, is that God's relationship, man's relationship with God breaks down and man's relationship with one another breaks down. And what we see in the law is God giving really clear instruction about one, what it meant to be in relationship with him, what it meant to worship him uh, and him alone. We see that uh, because Israel will have plenty of opportunities to worship other gods the same way we do. Uh, but also, what does it mean for Israel to be in relationship with the people in their community? And so one of the, the laws we'll see put out is about gleaning. Right, Gleaning was this practice. Of, they would harvest their fields and they said, don't take everything. Leave some stuff on the edges for people who don't have anything. 
And so you see these laws relate to how we care for the, the most vulnerable in our society. So how I relate to God, how I relate to other people, we don't do that well on our own. The law shows us what's that, what that is like. And to me, home is being who we're called to be in Christ. And the law just helps us get there. Gosh, I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. Def- the the light that leads us home is such a beautiful. Um, it's a beautiful picture and a definition, and and I'm going to steal it. So it's now mine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm attributing it to you, but that is actually really such a beautiful picture. So let's talk about home, but through prayer. I think it would, I know, I believe where, where you're going, but for, for someone who doesn't, can you, can you pray us um, towards home? Father, just thank you. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to talk about your word and remind us that our best life is connected to you. That through Jesus Christ, that we have an eternity with you in perfect relationship with you and perfect relationship with one another and this world that we look forward to. And so I pray that you would have us to worship you, to to live according to the ways of Christ, because Christ shows us what it means to live out the law, but ultimately to be who you've designed us to be. Um, And I pray for the person who may not be sure. um, And I pray that they would know that Jesus points them the way home and it's belief in him that gives them salvation. In your son's holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm so grateful for Jesus, the light of the world who leads us home. Thank you, Elizabeth, so much. 